Hey everybody, it's Dylan James. Welcome to the show. JT is across from me as we record this week's episode of Out of Bounds. So JT, uh, Halloween just happened, just ended. And now we are in the Christmas mode already. And Thanksgiving has not even come upon us yet. Well, like I was telling my uh, friends when I hung out with them on Halloween night, we went to my friend's place, we watched some scary movies and brought food and things, and no joke, Dylan, like while we were watching the scary movies on television, they were showing Christmas commercials already. Yeah. And it was Halloween night. Yeah. I mean, they've been showing Christmas commercials sporadically for the past few weeks, but now it's just full on everyone's in Christmas mode. And it's it's fascinating to see that we're skipping Thanksgiving altogether. But I saw there was a friend of mine who posted on Facebook said, "Hey, if you want me to celebrate Thanksgiving more, then how about you create more than one song that's about Thanksgiving?" And I will. Because there's not many Thanksgiving songs out there. Can you think of one? <laughs> no. I mean, I think that's the main reason why we skipped to Christmas in the first place. But I mean, I'm still I'm excited for Thanksgiving. Am I going to celebrate as much as Christmas? No. Because it's one day, which Christmas is too, but I mean, you know, there's so much around Christmas that, you know, you're buying gifts for everybody, you're, you know, getting into the spirit by doing, you know, going to Candlelight Processional at Epcot. That was a shameless plug. But if you want to come see me, definitely I'll be singing in it this year. Ask me what the dates are and I'll let you know once we figure that out. I think we sign up for shows November 8th. So make sure to email me at dylan at com if you want to come listen to me sing. You won't hear me, most likely, but you'll at least see my smiling face. I will most likely be at Under Armour working, but I appreciate the invitation. JT, I'm not going to just sing one night. I'm going to sing several <laughs> nights. It's not just one night. We'll find a night for you to come. Okay, okay. Sounds good. You're going to go. Um, so yeah, so this week we are in full Christmas mode. And you know what? Let's just jump right into it. Let's talk about college football. Last week was a very, very interesting week, needless to say, which it always is in college football. Penn State, of all people, decided to lose last week, and they tumbled in the polls because of it. So with that loss, do you think they actually have a chance of making it to the the college football playoff now? Well, I think they dropped from two to seven, I believe, or eight. So Penn State is still in it. They're not totally out of it yet with one loss. The thing that was disappointing with that game against Ohio State, because I did watch uh, some of this game on Saturday night, and I mean Penn State was a big deal, and they had a big lead. Uh, they were up by like two or three touchdowns going late in the third quarter, and then Ohio State just went off. JT uh, Barrett threw like three touchdowns. He was like 13 for 13, and they Ohio State scored 19 points towards the end of the fourth quarter for them to win that game. So it was just crazy, crazy. We thought Penn State was going to roll away. They didn't do it. Yeah, they didn't at all. And, you know, it shows the strength of Ohio State after the bye week, too. With Urban Meyer, I mean, he's won every single game he's played after the bye week in Ohio State. So they're a very strong team after their bye week, and they continue to dominate. I mean, they're always going to be in the conversation every single year because of their coach. Urban Meyer is just that kind of coach that, you know, I bet Florida really wishes they could get him back. Yeah, but Florida decided to give their coach the can earlier this week. 
Yeah. Not surprising, though. I mean, Florida's offense has been terrible. And also, during the press conference, did you hear this? During the press conference, Jim McElwain actually said that was him naked on top of that shark. <laughs> it's, an, it's phenomenal. Well, he's going to have more time to do that now because he doesn't have a job. Yeah. He can go cuddle with some more sharks if he wants to. Yep, yep. Interesting. Anyway, um, so let's talk about some of the games. Um, one of the biggest games was my upset, actually. And I am i don't know what my statistics are. My record is. I'm going to find that out later. My record is of upset alert games, but I'm actually pretty good at figuring out upsets. I've probably missed one this season, I think. So, I don't know. If you want some advice from me, you're more than welcome to get it because... I am on a roll when it comes to upsets, and my upset this week was Houston over USF. And guess what, JT? I called it right here on Out of Bounds, and it was exclusive to here. So, there you go. Well, I don't think Charlie Strong's going to be happy with that, but there you go. No, hey, but still, uh, I, I called it, and I call them as I see them, JT, and that's what I saw in my vision. So, anyway, um, Houston won. That was a huge game for them. And uh, now let's move on to games this week. Actually, what was your upset last week, JT? My upset last week was West Virginia over Oklahoma State, but West Virginia came up short, losing 50-39. to Oh, man. That's a little more than short, JT. That's uh, 11 points. Yeah, they had a rough start, and they made a late comeback, but too little too late. Too little too late. Uh, anyway, Doesn't help when your quarterback, West Virginia, has... Four turnovers. Yeah, that's not a good day to be a quarterback when you have four turnovers. Anyway, so let's go to this week's slate of games. JT, what are your top three games you're wanting to watch this week? And uh, what's your upset of the week as well? Well, the top three games that I recommend is you check out for college football this weekend is South Carolina against Georgia. Now, I know some of y'all might think I'm crazy. Like, really? Georgia's been steamrolling everybody. South Carolina's got no chance. But as Lee Corsa would say, not so fast, my friends. Okay, South Carolina is on a three-game um, winning streak right now, and they've done pretty well. I know they barely beat Vandy last week, but South Carolina is doing pretty good. Uh, I know the Bulldogs are a 24-and-a-half favorite, but I think South Carolina's going to make it a very close game. They're not going to shock the Bulldogs. Not going to happen. But it's going to be a closer game than the experts think. My second game you should definitely keep an eye on is NC State against Clemson. I know Clemson overall has been, I believe, 12-1 and against NC State since, since, since these two teams have started playing each other in the conference. But NC State, I think they're going to bounce back after letting that big game against Notre Dame just slip out of their hands. So I think the Wolfpack are going to make a close game, but Clemson is going to win that game. Then my third game, and one you should definitely keep an eye on, and it could be an upset that I'm going to go with, and that is Oklahoma State, who's ranked number 11, over Oklahoma, who's ranked number 5. Okay? Oklahoma State, their offense is ranked second in the country. Okay? They have 33 games, 30-plus 30 yards. Okay? Oklahoma has an offense ranked 6, so you're going to have a very highly offensive game, so don't expect much defense in this game. And, you know, I think Oklahoma State, if – they have can control the, like the ball, the passing game, and everything. They definitely got a chance to shut down uh, Baker Mayfield because we know Baker Mayfield he can throw the long ball in that game. So it's going to be a close game. It's a reason why I call Bedlam. But at the end of the day, I think Oklahoma State Cowboys are going to upset the Sooners in Bedlam in Oklahoma. Perfect. 
Well, uh, my games I'm wanting to watch this weekend. The first one is Ohio State versus Iowa. Ohio State is riding high right now because they did beat a powerhouse in Penn State. But now they're going to Iowa, where Iowa has been struggling a little bit. They won narrowly against the Minnesota Go- Gophers. Gophers. Yeah, Gophers is what they're called. Uh, the Minnesota Gophers last week, and they won 17-10. to 10. So you think that, okay, well, they played against mediocre team, and they barely beat them. Well, I think that Iowa will actually bounce back this weekend and play very well against Ohio State, although that's not my upset. Um, Virginia Tech versus Miami is going to be a great game to watch as well. Uh, it's going to be at Miami, but I believe that Virginia Tech is going to give Miami a run for its money this weekend, so definitely watch that one. And my upset of the week is going to be West Virginia over Iowa State. Iowa State is now ranked 15th in the in the college football playoff ranking poll, and they're 6-2 and two this season. West Virginia is 5-3. and three. They have had some games where luck has not been on their side. However, I think that this game, it's going to be at home in West Virginia, and it's going to be a huge game for them. So I think that West Virginia will upset Iowa State this weekend at 3.30 on Saturday. So definitely keep your eye on that game. Now, moving on to the NFL, let's recap some of the action that happened this past weekend. One of the biggest games that happened blowout-wise was the Ravens versus the Dolphins. Who'd have think that was going to happen, even though... Joe Flacco actually got knocked out of that game with a concussion and got his ear cut uh, cut open too. Um, so that was a huge game that you know was pretty bad for the Ravens. I hate to say so that was a huge upset uh, over D- the Dolphins. Some other games, um, the Falcons actually beat the Jets in a very close game, twenty five to twenty. The Eagles keep rolling; they are fantastic this season. They're seven and one, I believe, right now. Yes, they are 7-1. and 7-1. They won against the 49ers, which we're going to talk about the 49ers in just a bit, about their new quarterback after the trade deadline. And um, any other notable games that happened this weekend, JT? Well, there was a thriller in Seattle as the Houston Texans were playing the Seattle Seahawks. And it's a very, very entertaining game between Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Uh, both of them going back and forth in that game. And the Seattle Seahawks... Uh, managed to pull through with a victory, 41-38. to The Dallas Cowboys, they kept winning. Uh, they won their game 33-19 over the Redskins. Uh, the big surprise for me was that the Falcons finally bounced back after like losing like, their two, three games in a row. True. They finally bounced back against the Jets. And then, of course, the Monday night game. The Chiefs, their defense was just dominating the Broncos, leading them to five turnovers. And pretty much saying goodbye to Trevor Simeon because now Brock Osweiler, he's back <laughs> for the yep. Broncos. Yep, and back with the vengeance as well. So we'll talk more about that in the upcoming slate of games. But in between these weeks, there was a trade deadline on Tuesday at 4 o'clock, and some big moves happened. First of all, the Jimmy Garoppolo trade happened. New England got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo and got a second-round draft pick. From the 49ers. They got, I think, a third-round pick as well. Oh, they got two draft picks, I believe, from San Francisco. Well, there you go. I think this move is not not surprising to me. I I, I figured Jimmy Grappa was going to have to get moved somewhere. Yeah, because, and, I mean, he, he's on his last year of his contract. I mean, he's not going to be re-signing with the Patriots because I think he Tom wants he's more money. And Tom Brady's going to be playing for yeah. at least two or three more years. So they can find a quarterback, which they did. Um, and, and it's actually kind of funny because they essentially – traded without trading quarterbacks with the San Francisco 49ers because they got Brian Hoyer. 
So that's a good thing for the Patriots. Brian Hoare is actually used to that system in New England, and he'll be back with his head coach, Belichick. So any other big trades happen this weekend, JT? Well, the uh, wide receivers got traded a bunch. Uh, we saw the Panthers uh, wide receiver. I think it was uh, Calvin Benjamin. Calvin Benjamin, yes. He got traded to the Bills. So that's going to be interesting as well. And the running back for the Dolphins, uh, Ajay, he got traded to the Eagles. Yeah. Which I think is a big deal. Big deal. It's a huge one. deal. And apparently that was supposed to be a statement to the team that if you're not going to be playing as a team player, then you're just going to be dealt to the best team in the league. So if you want to actually win a title, um, do something bad in Miami. Actually, it worked go, out for LeGlair Blunt, didn't it? Yeah, it worked out for him. It's going to work. I think it's going to work out player, for that you get cut, and you now you go to the the Patriots and you won the Bulls. It's going to work for a Jay Ajayi as well. I think Jay Ajayi is going to do fantastic up there. And I, I don't know why Miami decided to deal him, but uh, Miami got one heck of a running back out of it. So congratulations to them because they're definitely going to be leaning on that run game a little bit more um, just so they can kind of keep the pressure off of Carson Wentz in every single game. So JHIG should be having a pretty good career in Philadelphia. So let's talk about some games that are coming up this weekend. What are three games that you're looking at that coming up this weekend in the NFL? Well, the games that I'm looking at in the NFL, the Falcons and the Panthers are right now battling to keep up with the Saints in the NFC North. Because I think in the NFC South, obviously the division winners are going to go to the playoffs. But whoever finishes second could be a wild card team, one of the, one of the two wild card teams. And the Falcons, you know, they finally snapped their losing streak. Let's see if they can keep it up. And then the Panthers, let's see if Cam Newton keeps carrying this team. It's going to be in Charlotte. So I'm leaning towards the Panthers winning that game. But you never know, Dylan. The NFL can be crazy sometimes. Another game you should check out, speaking of the South, the AFC South this time, the Indianapolis Colts against the Houston Texans. Now, I know the big breaking news that happened yesterday was Deshaun Watson getting injured during practice, and now they're saying he's going to miss the rest of the season. So Tom Savage is going to be taking over. But still, this is important for the Titans to keep an eye on because the Titans, of course, were playing the Ravens. But the Titans, the Texans and the Colts are still going to be battling out for the division lead. So whoever wins kind of has a leg up, but the Titans can still keep up with it if they can keep their momentum going against the Ravens on Sunday. There you go. So that was one game that I definitely recommend you should keep your eye on. That's my second game. And then the third game that obviously I know it's a homer pick, but you should definitely keep an eye on is, of course, as I mentioned, the Titans and Ravens. The Ravens, we don't know if Joe Flacco is going to play on Sunday. And the Titans, Marcus Mariota's going to be playing much better. He has, at least that's what he says. We're going to have DeMarco Murray back. So that's going to be good for the Titans. It's at home in Nashville. And the Titans, we need some momentum. We, I know we barely got past the Browns, and the Titans were on the bye week this week, this past week. So the Titans should be much better and improved this time against the Ravens, especially because we got to keep the AFC South lead because that's the best chance the Titans are going to have as far as making the playoffs. Yeah, and they have Corey Davis back too, which yeah, is Corey a good Davis thing as well. Playing as well, yep. So they're definitely going to have some more depth at wide receiver. Now, moving on to the games I think you should keep an eye on, the Buccaneers versus the Saints. Now, the Buccaneers are trying to keep keep up in the playoff race. I mean, they're trying to make it to where they actually get a spot in the playoffs this season. So watch that game because the Buccaneers are definitely going to be coming out with all guns blazing, and Jameis Winston will be throwing that ball all over the field. So will uh, Drew Brees with the Saints. 
So with those two quarterbacks, it's going to be an offensive duel because both of their defenses are not very good. Uh, Broncos versus the Eagles. I think that Brock Osweiler's return will be quite successful. I think going back to a system where he's more comfortable, such as it is in Denver, I mean, it hasn't changed that much since he left. So I think that with that system in place and with the defense, I think if the defense rallies around Brock Osweiler and the offense rallies around Brock Osweiler, I think they have a really good shot of winning that game against the Eagles, um, although the Eagles are flying pretty high right now with a 7-1 record, and they are leading their division. Last but not least is the Chiefs versus the Cowboys. Now, Ezekiel Elliott's suspension was supposed to be um, setting and taking place this weekend, starting this weekend, the six-game suspension, but, you know, hold on to your horses because Ezekiel Elliott has got reinstated once again, so he'll be playing this weekend against the Chiefs at home in Dallas, so That'll be a really good game to watch to see if the Cowboys can take down the Kansas City Chiefs. So those are our games to watch this weekend in the NFL. Now move, let's move on to some World Series news. JT? Yes. Yeah, so this has been a very entertaining World Series between the Houston Astros and the LA Dodgers. I watched Game 7. In that game, Hugh Darvish started for the Dodgers, and I was very surprised that uh, their manager for the Dodgers went for Yu Darvish because he played in Game Three and he didn't make it past two innings. So Yu Darvish, I don't know if he was nervous, but he just couldn't get the control of the ball in the strike zone, and he, you could just tell in his face he was pretty nervous and was giving up runs. They were down two nothing in the first inning, and when we got to the second inning, you know the manager was getting the uh, Morrow and Kershaw warmed up in the bullpen and. They wanted to keep him in the game to kind of slow down the run for the Astros. But then next thing you know, uh, Ernie got a home run for the Astros, and they are up 5 nothing. So you had no choice but to pull him out. And Kershaw, when he came in, he went through four innings and didn't get up any hits. And the Dodgers got a run late in the game, but it was not enough. Uh, Houston's uh, George Springer was carrying that team for most of the World Series, and he had five home runs in the series. Five. Yeah, yeah. So there's no question Houston proved to be the best team. And I'm so happy for the city of Houston. After everything that the city's been through with Hurricane Harvey to happen back in September, or really late August, early September. And Houston, as we mentioned, that city's been booming right now with their sports teams. Now the Astros won the World Series. The Texans were doing good until, well, this breaking news with Deshaun Watson yesterday. Yeah, so that's awful. That's really bad for the Texans. The Houston Dynamo, they're still in the MLS Cup playoffs, so they're doing pretty well. And the Houston Rockets, they're doing pretty good so far in the NBA. I believe they're in second place in the NBA right now. They're up there with the Clippers. So they're doing pretty good in Houston. So buzzing, and they got the parade in Houston today. And then the Astros, they will actually be here at Disney World, which I was really surprised, but I checked on Twitter. They said they're going to be here at Disney World tomorrow celebrating. Wow, there you go. Okay, very nice. That's pretty exciting. That's awesome. Unfortunately, I have to work, so I will not get to see any Astro players unless they're by Dizzy Springs tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. Well, um, all I know is the last time that there were back-to-back years where there were Game 7s in the World Series, I believe was in early 2000s, and both the home teams won those two games. But the last two years we've had the World Series go to Game 7. Last year was Chicago winning away 
And then this year, Houston winning in Los Angeles away from their home. So two home games, two home teams that won the first time this happened and two away teams uh, this time. So that's that's a pretty awesome stat as well. So Well, don't forget to give credit to Sports Illustrated because they predicted that the Houston Astros were going to win the World Series in 2017. And look, they, they won it. So Sports Illustrated, there you go, man. Some there extra go. money for you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So let's move on to some basketball news. Orlando is starting their hot start for the season. They defeated the Memphis Grizzlies on Wednesday night. 101-99. Yeah, and they're looking really, really good this season so far. Um Orlando, if they keep this up, then they're definitely going to punch their ticket to playoffs this season. Do you think that this hot start is just an, an anomaly, or do you think that it's actually something that we should get excited about? Well, I think for once, even though it's early, so because the NBA is barely almost made it through a month of the season, so it's a little early. The Magic right now are in second place in the Eastern Conference behind the Boston Celtics. But the Magic, they've really impressed so far. Um, Aaron Gordon, he's been leading the team pretty well with points. As I mentioned last week, he scored 41 points. And the Magic, they've done exceptionally well with the, the young players they have. And the Magic are looking pretty good. So the Magic, it's going to take a while to see how they're going to do. Uh, Nikola Vucevic has done pretty well. And the Magic, they got a game... When is this? Oh, no, it's tonight, actually. They're playing the Chicago Bulls tonight. So the Magic will do pretty good against the Bulls tonight. Um, Alfred Payton, you know, Mario has no job, but he's going to not – they're not going to pick up his option for next season. And then, of course, Aaron O'Fall is still there. And don't forget about John the Simmons from a Spurs player. He's been doing pretty well for the Magic off the bench as well. So I think the Magic, Dylan, are going to hang around for a while. In the East, we know Dylan is not as strong as the Western Conference. True. So, if anything, I think a lot of Magic fans should have good expectations that the Magic are going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, and they're they're within the top three teams in the league right now with the Magic. They're six and two, and they're undefeated at home. And this is their best start, Dylan, since 2011-2012 season. It's yeah, their best start. They're they're doing fantastic so far. So hopefully it continues. I, I would love to see some playoff basketball here in Orlando and hopefully the Magic can bring that to us come this uh, next spring in 2018. So moving on to some other news in basketball, the Golden State Warriors are returning to form and the Cavaliers are continuing to struggle. So what do you think the main reasons are why the Golden State Warriors are struggling and they are, are doing so well and the Cleveland Cavaliers are struggling? Well, the Warriors, Dylan, they beat the Spurs last night in 112 to 92 so the Warriors have done pretty good rebounding themselves uh Kevin Durant he got 24 points uh last night to carry the team and the Warriors we knew they're gonna start picking up after a slow start so they're six and three they're doing pretty well right now the Cavaliers on the other hand Dylan they've been really struggling with injuries as of late uh LeBron he's been trying to carry the team but he had 33 points on Wednesday night, but they still lost to the Indiana Pacers, one twenty-four to one hundred seven. So the Cavaliers right now are three and five. So no need to panic. They're still in a playoff spot, eighth place right now. But Cavaliers are going to have to start picking it up pretty soon because you don't want to start falling too behind Boston and Orlando and other teams that are starting to pick it up in the Eastern Conference, the Wizards. So. Cleveland, I think it's it's we're almost barely in the month of the season, so I want to tell Cleveland fans to worry too much. 
they'll eventually turn around. They just have some injuries. And LeBron, as long as he doesn't get hurt, I think they'll be fine. All right. Well, uh, moving on to surprises and disappointments this season so far in the NBA. Um, let's start with me first. I, I think that in the Eastern Conference, definitely the surprise of the season, I think, and the surprise of the league is the Orlando Magic playing as well as they're playing. Uh, I don't think anybody could have predicted that they were going to be 6-2 and two starting the season. So they are playing fantastic right now. Hopefully, that, like I said, hopefully they keep it up so we can see some playoff basketball in, in Orlando. And I would say my disappointment so far is actually going to lean towards your San Antonio Spurs. I mean, they're 4-4 four and four right now. They're not playing at the level that everyone thought they would be. And, you know, it, it's tough to see them playing the way they are. Uh, hopefully they are able to bounce back and recover. But like we've seen in other teams, too, the Cavaliers aren't playing that well right now. The Pelicans aren't even playing that well right now. They're playing up against some pretty tough competition. They played up against Orlando. They lost to Orlando. They lost uh, to... They actually won against the Cleveland Cavaliers the other night, 123-101 to on Saturday. But they lost to Orlando. They lost to Minnesota, the Timberwolves. They lost to the Trailblazers, to the Warriors. I mean, so th- th- there are some teams they're playing that are pretty strong. But, um, yeah, going back to to your Spurs, I think they need to bounce back pretty quickly. Well, to be fair, Dylan, my Spurs, we're binged up right now. Well, true. We were on a 4-0 start. We've lost four games in a row. As I mentioned, we lost the Warriors the other night. So I know it's not looking good. But when you have an offense where you're basically relying on LaMarcus Audrey at, the, at power forward, you got Pau Gasol as your center, and you got Kyle Anderson, not Kawhi Leonard because he's injured right now, as your small forward, and you got DeJounte Murray and Patty Mills because Tony Parker, he's down in Austin right now doing a rehab assignment up there with the Austin Spurs for the G League. And remember, we still don't have Ginobili. So Spurs, you know, they're banged up right now, but as we always say in San Antonio, in Poppy Trust, so <laughs> I don't think – Popovich is worried about it, so we shouldn't worry about it. I don't think so. We'll be all right. There's a lot of games in the season. I think you guys will be okay. But so far, I would have to say that's probably my disappointment. Who are your surprises and disappointments this season? Well, in the NBA, as I mentioned, my big surprise would be the Minnesota Timberwolves just because I, I knew they were going to be a better team, the, the Timberwolves. But with uh, Tom Timberwolves running that team, he's really turned that team into a defensive Unit and I remember a couple weeks ago when they were playing the Thunder, they were losing that game because Carmelo Anthony he shot at the three to pretty much give them the the lead, the tie game lead, and then Wiggins goes down the field or down the court, excuse me, and he shoots the three to give the T Wolves the win. So the T Wolves I think are the biggest surprise in the Western Conference in the NBA for me. So very impressed with what the T Wolves are doing. My disappointment in the NBA. It's kind of hard to pick because it is kind of early. But I guess one team that I thought was maybe going to do good and kind of is not right now at the moment is the Sacramento Kings. They had brought all these players in, you know, your boy Zach Randolph. They brought in a bunch of other players that I thought the Kings were going to do really well. And the Kings, there are 1-7 in the NBA right now. You know, when you bring in Zach Randolph, George Hill, De'Aaron Fox, you know, you're expected to to, to do well with these type of players, and they're not. They're not doing a good job right now. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to some hockey news. And Vince Carter. I forgot about him. And Vince Carter, too. Let's talk about some hockey news. So Vegas Golden Knights are coming back to earth, and uh, they have more goalie injuries as well. 
Yes, they're down to their fourth goalie right now because their third string goalie, uh, Donsk, he got injured. So they're down to their fourth goalie in the Vegas Golden Knights. I believe they lost their game yesterday, I believe. So they are struggling. Yes, they lost the Boston Bruins 2-1 last night. So they've lost three in a row after such a hot start they had. But, you know, Vegas, they're a young team. You're going to figure it's going to be hard to win games when you're down to your four-string goalie, you know. Yeah. It's going right. to be it's going to be tough for them. So speaking of teams that are kind of down right now, Dylan, your your Predators, what's going on there? They've lost two in a row. I know. Um I, I think the biggest reason is, is first of all, I think we've been shifting lines a lot. Like as of like tonight, for instance, I believe that Scott Hartnell is actually going to be on the top line with Victor Arvidsson and Johansson and Philip Forsberg is dropping down with Craig Smith um, and I believe Colton Sissons might be the center uh, for that line I'll double check that but um, so I, I think the biggest thing is we're not scoring enough po- we're not scoring enough goals we're, we're relying on Philip Forsberg right now in the goals category which he's doing great he's scored eight goals so far but on the team we have no other offensive players our wingers are not producing points at all I, I, they've I don't know what's happening. I mean, our our second highest offensive scorer right now is Scott Hartnell. He's scored three goals. And Philip Forsberg has scored eight goals so far, single-handedly, and five assists, too. So he has 13 points so far. Um, Roman Yossi is second in goals right now with three goals and three assists. So I, I think that the offense needs to find who they actually are. They need to start scoring goals. And I think that most of it is because of puck luck. It's because of bad bounces. It's because of, you know, the post. I mean, there there are several different things happening, but I think that we will get into our own in the next few weeks. We are playing the Anaheim Ducks tonight, which will be a very, very good game, so I would definitely keep my eye on that game. But, you know, it, it's one of those things that it's it's tough for me to watch as of right now. If you're a Predators fan, you want them to be scoring goals, you want them to be winning games. Um, but you know it's just not happening right now. Although we are on, on a better start than we were last year, we're actually five five and two right now. But we are sixth in the Central Division, so we definitely need to ramp up our efforts in the next few weeks. And the Caps are starting to win, and they're not necessarily just relying on Alex Ovechkin. Well, to be fair, Ovechkin has not scored in the past couple games, and the Capitals—they've won. Two of their last three games. So the Capitals, we we were down 2 nothing last Saturday against the Edmonton Oilers, who we know got Carmack David, and they've been doing pretty good. And we came back and won that game 5-2. to uh, We lost to Calgary on Sunday, 2-1. to But, you know, that was the next day game. The Capitals were probably just, like, retired. <laughs> and then they came home last night to play the New York Islanders. That game was crazy. John Tavares and... What was crazy about that game was the Capitals really went with a lot of the young guys. Um, Ellers, uh, or Ellers, excuse me, he scored the the goal, and I think Barry Trotz is giving a lot of young guys because we don't we had to let a lot of players go after our debacle in the playoffs last year. So the um, Capitals are relying a lot of the young players to pull up from the AHL and Hershey, uh, Devontae Smith, Pelly, and Alex Chiesin are going to get a lot of more playing time than usual at the beginning. Uh, of course, I mentioned the Australian Nathan Walker. He's going to get playing time as well. So the Capitals, I think Barry Trotz is going to continue the lineup change. And remember, Dylan, we're Dylan, we're still banged up. No uh, Burkowski, no 
uh, or pick. So we're going to still have our players out for a while. But the Capitals, they're starting to pick it up. We have 13 points. We're still outside the playoffs. But like I said, we're we're not going to dominate the East. We'll probably be a wild card or the third best team in the, the Metropolitan Division. So still a long way to go. Do you think that it's a good thing that Alex Ovechkin is not scoring right now simply because the other players on your team have to step up and start scoring themselves? I think it's a good thing at the moment because, like I said, the Caps are winning. But we know we need Ovechkin down the stretch, especially the playoffs, because this is where he's been criticized a lot, Dylan. Yeah, you score 50 goals or whatever in the playoff, or in the regular season, and that's great. But in the playoffs, playoffs, you don't show up. So, to me, Ovechkin, I know he's worked really hard, lost weight, has more edge in his game, and he's got 10 goals so far this season. So, not bad. He's not like only scoring two goals and we played 15 games or so. He's he's doing his fair share. But I think, and I'm glad to see these young players that the Caps are calling from the AHL stepping up. Because, like I said, we don't have a lot of offense to gel with. So, that's why Barry Trotz has been changing the lineup and getting our defense sorted out while Orc pick is gone. But I think as long as these young kids step up and Ovechkin does what he has to do and buy into the system that Barry Trotz is selling, the Caps have a chance. The question is, Dylan, can he do it in the playoffs? That's the question. That's the big question, and we'll see if he can. I think that with them relying on the younger players more often than Ovechkin right now, I think it's actually helping simply because Ovechkin's not – exerting as much energy when it comes to scoring goals and and trying to carry the team on his shoulders which is a good thing and they're still winning which is fantastic so he doesn't feel as though he needs to produce as much as he has the past few years and maybe he's in that mindset now to where you know what I don't need the president I don't need the the regular season championship of most points in a season or whatever. I don't think he needs that right now. He's already gotten two of those. He said okay I'm done with that. I think I need to win a Stanley Cup now so if he gets it in the process of winning the Stanley Cup, fantastic. But if he doesn't, you know, I don't think he's going to be hurt by not getting that trophy at the end of the season. No, I totally agree, Dylan. And that's what Ovechkin's been selling all season. He says, I want to win a cup. And he's doing everything he can to assure that it happens. We just got to get past the second round. But got a long way to go. So we'll have to wait and see what develops there. All right, Dylan. So I don't know if you saw on Twitter couple days ago but nike has announced their uniforms or just showed off their uniforms for all the teams the hockey teams that are going to be playing in the olympics so they look pretty good i've seen the usa jersey doesn't look too bad it looks pretty good the korea jersey doesn't look too bad and the and the czech republic so uh, canada like the the maple leaf they got they were designed it looks pretty cool so that's gonna be cool that nike is gonna be supporting these jerseys now the question is Who's going to be wearing them because they ain't going to be the NHL players? No, I I don't know why we're even getting represented in the Olympics this year for hockey. uh, Because, yeah, we won't have any players wearing those jerseys at all. So, I guess we're just going to have a bunch of young kids. It's going to be like an AHL kind of thing. But even the AHL AHL players won't be able to play in it. No, they said that if they're under contract with the NHL team, like a two-way contract. They can't. They won't be able to go. Maybe if it's a one-way contract. but You know... Well, I guess Shane Doan, he could represent Canada. I know he's 40, but he could maybe still go play. He's not signed by the NHL team. True. Jerome McGillan, you know, he could go play too. So it's going to be interesting to see who Canada's going to call up. Um, Brian Giancia for the USA team maybe. So I think it's going to be a mixture of some free agents that haven't been signed by an NHL club. Yeah. 
and maybe some USA players from Europe that we haven't heard of. True. I'm sure there's some good American players playing in Europe and Germany, the Deutsche Liga Hockey League. So there's or the Swedish Elite Hockey League or the KHL, the Russian Hockey League. So I'm sure there's some great American players and Canadian players they call from there. So maybe some good face time for those players too, especially if they're looking for an NHL contract. I mean, maybe they they show something off in the Olympics that the NHL likes, and a GM might call them up and see if they want to sign them. So it might be good for them, but you know, we'll actually be learning new names in hockey. So that might be a good thing for us. Anyway, let's move on to segments for this week. We will start with JT's infamous football recap of the week. Thanks, Dylan. And as always, out of bounds, we are here to recap the latest from the beautiful game. So I'm going to start with our quick weekend recap, just summarizing the MLS playoffs. So in the MLS playoffs, the first leg, Seattle and Vancouver got a nil-nil draw. And Toronto FC, they defeated New York Red Bulls 2-1. Giovinco got a late goal with a sick free kick to give them the lead. Red Bulls, good luck in the second league. I hope your company gives you a bunch of Red Bulls because you don't need wings. You're going to need goals in the second <laughs> leg in Toronto. So good luck with that. Uh, Columbus Crew, wow, that Save the Crew campaign is going strong because the Columbus Crew beat the New York City FC in the first leg 4-1. to So they got the second leg coming up this week. And Houston Portland got a nil-nil draw. The second leg will be going up on that week. So we'll let you know what's going on there. For soccer news, we're going to have some recaps. So, Liga MX, of course, Monterey beat Club America 2-0 this past weekend. And in the Champions League, AS Roma beat Chelsea 3-0. Man United beat Benfica 2-0. Tottenham was a big surprise on Wednesday. They beat Real Madrid 3-1. And then, of course, in the Europa League, the big result was Lyon beating Everton 3-0. So, Everton's now out of the Europa League. Their team's in the relegation zone. They fired their manager, Ron Koeman, and Wayne Rooney's sitting there like, what did I just get myself into leading Manchester United? So good luck, Wayne Rooney. Get that team out of that relegation zone. Arsenal got a nil-nil draw with Red Star, Belgrade, but it doesn't matter. They're through the next round of the Europa League. And then in the MLS Cup playoffs that happened last night, Seattle won second leg 2-0 over Vancouver. So they are going to the MLS playoffs in the next round. All right, some games to watch this week. Oh, lots of playoff action. USL, you got Louisville against New York Red Bulls 2. And you got Swoop Park Rangers against Oklahoma City. And then in the NHL, you got San Francisco Deltas taking on New York. Or, I'm sorry, the North Carolina, North Carolina FC. And then the other big matchup is the Cosmos taking on Miami FC. And then in the MLS playoffs for the second leg, that's going to be on Sunday. You got Toronto FC, New York Red Bulls, 3 o'clock, ESPN. New York City FC against Columbus, 5 o'clock ESPN. And then Portland taking on Houston. That's at 7.30 on FS1. And that will conclude my football recap of the week. This week on Dylan's Fantasy Corner, I only have one question. And the question is, should I take Jared Goff, Josh McCown, or Jameis Winston as my backup quarterback in my fantasy league? Now, I think out of those three players that we have listed there, I think the best option is going to be Jameis Winston. Simply because he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder the entire rest of the season, and he's wanting to get into the playoffs. He's going to try his everything he can to get them into the playoffs this season. So Jameis is going to be throwing that ball everywhere around the field, and I think that he has the best shot of getting the most points, even more than Jared Goff 
and Josh McCown. So I think he's the best option to pick up as a backup quarterback. And that is my fantasy corner this week. So now it's time for Uncle Bobby's scam alert. Uncle Bobby is back in the studio with us. It's better to see you in person than listen to your voice over the phone. It's not my fault uh, because of your out-of-town trip to get some barbecue because we well. know Florida barbecue sucks, you know, which is okay. <laughs> uh, no problem there, uh, you know, but and, and I was surprised I'm going to be here because I was on the fender bender Monday and, uh, you know, still kind of tight and everything, but no biggie. Uncle Bobby, did you go trick-or-treating on Tuesday night? Uh, no, I did not because I don't want any rocks and uh, whatever else you're putting in the candy. I don't want any of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my scam is going to be the NFL owners. Uh, basically the 17 that want Roger Goodell to not get his contract uh, extended. Uh, pretty much led by uh, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. I don't know who the other owners are. I could probably guess. But he needs seven more to actually not have his contract renewed. I uh, don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, the main issues they're complaining about, of course, is domestic violence, how he handled that. Uh, the uh, protest issues. But the funny one is the LA, LA relocation. But all the owners have to prove that pretty much, right? So what is the big deal? I'm confused yeah. on that, you know? So that's I mean, my they, scam. they're just trying to find out any excuse to get him out. Which, I mean, Jerry Jones is the one that's voicing his opinion the most out of all the owners. But, you Probably because of Ezekiel Elliott. I think that has the main reason to be that, That's the main reason, yeah. That's the main right. reason, exactly. But, I mean, I, you know, Roger Goodell, during his tenure as the, you know, um, president of the league, essentially, uh, mm-hmm. of the NFL, you know, it's... I don't think he's done a good job. I mean, being, no. you know, commissioner of the league, I mean, coming in and just doing the things he's done so far, he's been so erratic. So, um, he just, it's, I don't know. It, it's just really hard to let me, for me to watch what's going on in the league when it comes to decisions about domestic violence and decisions about off the field encounters that the players have and such. And, you know, it, it's so inconsistent in the league right now that, I think they need to find somebody else. Yep. Yep. I think it's about time that they do. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's your scam. Yep. Very good. Very My good. Winner. Let's go on to winners and losers. JT, I'll start with you first. All right, guys. So my winner this week is going to be, well, I have a couple winners, but my first winner is the Arizona Coyotes for finally, after 12 games, took you 12 games, but you finally won a game beating the Philadelphia Flyers 4 to 3 on Monday to finally get a, your first win of the season. So, good job on that guys. Now good luck going the rest of the season. I don't think you guys can get many wins this year. No. But uh good luck. My other winner, well, could be possibly winner is going to be the San Antonio Spurs because with the situation going on in San Antonio with soccer right now as the judge Nelson Wolf is apparently considering filing an investigation to MLS because he feels that his city, when they, San Antonio bid it for MLS expansion team, was misled. Uh, when MLS told you, oh, yeah, you can bid your money to spend the stadium and buy a team from NASL and all that stuff. But we, they, MLS knew that Precor had that clause that he can move his team to Austin in 2013. So they're saying that if we were told this, we wouldn't spend the money to buy a team. So he feels that they were misled. So you could see a civil lawsuit coming out of the man, soccer, U.S. soccer. You missed the World Cup. Now everyone file lawsuits. NASL, MLS, file lawsuits. So crazy. So the Spurs could be the big winner at this because, hey, if they don't get a pro soccer team, hey, then that means they get a city to themselves. Like, oh, hey, so, hey, no Raiders, no soccer team. We get a city to ourselves again. Woo. <laughs> so no worries for them. My loser this week is going to be that botched trade between the Bengals and 
the Browns. As you probably heard on Tuesday, there was trying to propose trade between the Bengals that they were going to send Age McCarron to the Browns, and the Browns apparently must have not checked their spam or something because they were celebrating. Yeah, we got trade. Yes, we're going to Age McCarron after going 0 and 8, and then they realized after the trade deadline, oh crap, we didn't see our trade. We missed the email. NFL. Hey, hey, sorry, you missed trade deadline. You're going to have to wait till next season. So, the Browns, you missed out on getting a quarterback who, you already have bad quarterbacks. You want to trade and get a bad quarterback after having very, very bad quarterbacks? Yeah. Come on, man. So, the Browns are my loser this week. Well, A.J. McCarron wasn't a bad quarterback. I mean, he was a good quarterback in college. He might not be, uh, I don't think he's had enough time to actually, you know, um, get back into the league and and actually play at at a, you know, quality level here in the NFL but you know uh, backing up Andy Dalton the way he has he hasn't had a chance to so on another team he might have a better chance but you know we won't see it in the Browns with Cleveland Browns this season so Uncle who are your winners and losers all right so my winner is a police officer um I don't know if you saw the story. His name's Maria uh Mario Valentina he basically is a police officer in uh, Skokie and um there was a complaint about a young man who uh, gym membership had expired and he kept uh, kind of like getting in to play basketball and they basically called the police to trespass him and as the officer met with the young man talked with him uh, I guess talked with his family about it learned that his family could not afford his membership anymore and he's supposed to be a good basketball player basically so he decided okay I'll just pay the membership out of my pocket for you for the one year and the group that runs those gyms heard about it and they said we're going to give him two years so basically he's getting two years of uh, more basketball play and like i said he's, a, he's basically a top good product right now is what they're saying he's 15 years old so that's awesome vincent gonzalez so that's awesome. it's really good to see that i'm glad to see that and my loser is uh Major League baseball concerning the astros uh yuli Guerrero on his little suspension that he's supposed to get for his little uh slant eye you know reaction to the after he hit the home run off the uh dodgers pitcher uh, and he did it from the dugout, and he mouthed some words, you know, and the, kind of what happened. And uh, Rob Manford, the uh, commissioner, basically came down and said, uh, we do not allow this in our place uh, for what uh, he just did, but we're not going to suspend you until next year. So you can still play in the World Series, but we're not going to penalize you until next year. And I don't understand that because what if he doesn't come back, okay? Yeah, Or true. something happens. But the point is, if he did something that's not allowed or not, you know, upheld to, to the morals – then you suspend them. I mean, even one game. One game would do it, okay? Yeah. But to yeah. say five games next year, no, nah, that's not right. So that's my loser. Jeez. All right. Well, my winner this week is Nick Bonino from the Nashville Predators. He actually had one of the best Halloween costumes this year. He dressed up as an NHL fan and decided to go around the Nashville Predators Halloween party and ask for autographs and such outside, outside the venue there um, where they were having the party on on Broadway in Nashville. And so half the players signed his things, half the players didn't sign his things, but PK Subban caught the whole thing on tape from the rooftop bar they were at. Um, and it was actually really, 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 really funny. So definitely look at PK Subban's Instagram or Facebook and you can see the video there. So that's my winner. Uh, my loser this week is going to be the Cleveland Browns. We actually have something in common uh, this week, JT. So uh, the Cleveland Browns will be paying Brock Osweiler ne- nearly nine hundred thousand dollars to start for the Broncos this coming up Sunday. Woo! 
$900,000 down the drain because the Cleveland Browns decided to do that stupid trade with the Houston Texans this this um, preseason. And, yeah, so they're paying for it now. So 900000 bucks. they're having another quarterback start for another team. So dead money right there. Anyway, that's my uh, winners and losers. So let's move on to final thoughts. Uncle Bobby, I will go with you first. So my final thought is a uh, please, somebody, please bring back Tim Tebow. And the reason why is he can now kneel and not get in trouble. And I'd rather <laughs> see an uproar about that than what's going on with the kneeling. But somebody please bring back Tim Tebow just for that reason. Thank you. All right. That was quick. <laughs> Short and sweet and to the point. JT? Well, my final thoughts are going to talk about what's going on at the latest developments at UCF. As you guys know, the playoff rankings came out on Tuesday night. And for UCF, they weren't getting a lot of love from the playoff committee. As, you know, the coaches and the AP poll, they were ranked 15 and 14 respectively. But in the playoff poll, they were ranked 18. And I'm like, UCF, you have the number one offense in the league. Scott Frost is doing really well. Our quarterback is averaging so many points and touchdowns. It's it's crazy. And I know they're playing in a you know American Athletic Conference, which has some good teams and some not teams, good teams. But UCF, I mean, they're on cloud nine right now, best season they ever had. And they're gonna get a rank of eighteen, well below the likes of Alabama, okay, Notre Dame, Clemson, TC, okay. I mean, they had two teams ranked ahead of them, Iowa State and Mississippi State, and USC, three teams that have two losses. So for UCF, I see Dylan, they got no chance of getting in the playoffs, it looks like, even if they went undefeated. And they may not even get into a New Year's Six uh, bowl game. And if that's the case, that's not good news for UCF, despite, remember Dylan, had a couple of seasons ago where they were 0-12 after the Fiesta Bowl run they had with Blake Bortles. So UCF, I mean, they're on this cloud nine high run, and they're doing really good for how long? Because now that Florida, they fired Jim McElwain, now there's talk that they're going to make a real hard push for Scott Frost. Scott Frost, I would, I would do, I would wait. You know, if you got Florida, Nebraska, who, who knows, a bunch of other jobs that might open up and just see what goes in there because I don't think UCF Dylan's going to be able to match whatever he gets. And he's going to be gone. And UCF, might as well make the most of it this season, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, with UCF, though, they don't really have a good strength of schedule this season Well, it's not their fault, Dylan. I mean, you only had two ranked teams they played, Navy and Memphis. Okay, the rest of their schedule, no one's ranked. USF's not ranked because they lost. Yeah. And they had Georgia Tech, but Georgia Tech didn't want to play them. And thanks to Hurricane Irma, thanks Irma, by the way, now... They're not going to be able to play each other, and if that could. If, what if UCF could have beat them? They, they that could have really helped them out a lot, Dylan. It they could got, have. It could have. They got too many lame conferences. That's the problem. Yeah, there there are way too many conferences. That conference should never with. been created. Yeah, it's just a has been. Yeah, they're their leftovers the, of the it's, old Big East, especially yeah. with the the current college football playoff system that they have. Only picking four teams in the nation out of so many programs, football programs we have across across the United States. It's it's so hard to pick four teams to say, you know what, you four were the best in the in the in the country this year. But I think they should widen it. I, I've heard other coaches out there, I think I believe that um uh somebody, I forgot who it was, um, said that sixteen games, uh sixteen team playoff should oh, yeah. be should be the case. I mean I think at least an eight team playoff should be the case right but like i said the playoff picture shouldn't be released yet it shouldn't we be still got another month to go 
They should do it like the week before they have the last games where they're doing the playoff before they decide who goes like the SEC championship and stuff. Do it then. And then that way, okay, you got two games roughly to play, and you can pick it off of that. But don't do it now because we still got But so if much you have teams left. out there striving to become a team in the college football playoff, maybe it might be a good thing for them to know their ranking so that they can yeah, but, work to that position the past the, the, the last yeah, month of the season. Nah, I think it's, they should wait. Whatever. Okay. Well, I mean, with four teams, I mean, I, yeah, I yeah. think it's probably best if they did wait, at least wait, you know, a week or two before the end of the season, not right. a whole month before the end of the season, because teams outside of those top four can't really do anything if those right. four teams yeah. exactly. went out in exactly. the season. Right. So anyway, uh, my final thought goes out to um, the good old San Francisco 49ers after their blockbuster trade this week, right before the trade deadline getting Jimmy Garoppolo from the New England Patriots and only giving up a second-round pick, which they had two already next season. So they decided might as well give one up and get Jimmy Garoppolo, which that's what happened. Um, now, Kyle Shanahan, the coach of the San Francisco 49ers, is saying that he is not going to – he's probably not going to start Jimmy Garoppolo this season. Say what? The quote is, I can't promise you that he will play this year. Talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I know why he's doing it. Why? Well, because you look at the attendance ratings in San Francisco. He don't want to upset him when he sees about 10,000 fans out there. So what am, I, what am I playing here for? Well, I mean, true. You know? I guess. <laughs> well, to be fair, the 49ers do play 45 minutes south of San Francisco proper, okay? It takes a while for those fans to get down It there. does. It does. And, and, you know, the San Francisco still has a pretty good fan base. I mean, they do. Uh, they have a good defense. I think if they, as long as they had a quarterback under center that could actually get the ball down the field and score score points in the game, they could actually do pretty well. I mean, like I'm not saying that they're going to be going to the playoffs this season. Hell to the no, they're not going to the playoffs this season. <laughs> but I think that they could still win a few games more than they could if they have C.J. Bathard in there. He's not going to do anything for that team. Yeah, but the only good thing about the stadium is it can tell you when you can go to the bathroom. It tells you how many guys are in line ahead of you, so you, know, you have to wait for you to go down there to go to the, You know about that? No. They're high tech. Yeah, they actually go on their phone and they have an app. They tell you how many people are waiting in line at the bathroom, how many stalls are available. Interesting. Yeah. A- in San Francisco? At the stadium, yeah. Is that the only place that has it? I think so, yeah. I think that's interesting. A, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a big story about that. Well, most stadiums I go to, the men's bathroom doesn't really—it doesn't really matter for the men's bathroom. Matters right, for but the even for the women, but it's all, yeah, but both have it, so it's high tech. Oh, yeah, it's interesting. High, yeah. Huh. The more you know. Yep. Do, 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 do. Anyway, um, so thanks for listening to the show this week, guys. We are all over Facebook. We are all over Twitter as well. Facebook is Out of Bounds with Dylan James. Twitter is OOB Podcast. And you can also listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Uh, make sure to go on iTunes, give us a five star rating and a review. And we are still going to be giving away that $25 gift card to Cheesecake Factory, the $25 gift card to. Cracker Barrel, and also a free Chick-fil-A sandwich from Uncle Bobby himself. He will email you the coupon for it, and he will not send you spam, so you don't have to worry about that. But yeah, so we still have that going on. You can email me at Dylan at com, or you can reach out to me on Twitter at Dylan underscore James. JT, what are your social media handles? You can reach me on my Twitter page at JTSaka88. That's at JTSOCKA88. You can email me at jt at outofboundspodcast.com. And you also follow me on my personal sports blog. It's www.jtthesportsguy.com. Uncle Bobby, what is your social media handle? So mine is on Twitter. It's Life is a Big Scam. Every first letter of each word is a capital. Life is a Big Scam. 
And I got a new follower, but I don't know what she's into because she's like kneeling on all fours and oh. stuff. So I don't know what's going on. I don't. So I don't know who that was. This took a whole different turn <laughs> yeah. for this show. Yeah, I know. This is not becoming. I don't know if she's doing PG like yoga anymore. or something. I don't I, know what she's doing. I, yoga or something. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> you need you need to do a purge on your friend list there on Twitter. Hey, That's what needs to I, happen. I thought there was a the way to control it, but I guess not. Well, but anyway, I will give up my Facebook now, so maybe I'll get some more friends. Uh-oh. I don't really care. Okay. So it's Bob Peters. And the picture is of my Godzilla T-shirt. And the front says, my brother from another mother, because I was born in Japan. <laughs> and Godzilla is my brother from another mother. So if you look up Bob Peters and you see that photo, that's who I am. So you want to friend me if I like you, I'll friend you. If not, whatever. Or if you just... Uh, if <laughs> you're, you're friends not like with Uncle Bobby. If, if you just sit in his friend request pile, then you're not friends <laughs> yeah, with exactly. Uncle Bobby. It's fine. So anyway, so that's my uh, handle. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks for listening to the show this week, guys. And we will see you next week. Seven Sports Talk. WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. I'm Stephen Jodderin from Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. Hi, I'm Armand Kafai. Be sure to give us a listen for the best coverage in American soccer. Follow us on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod and give us a subscription on iTunes and Google Play. You don't want to miss it. Gen Service offers complete electrical service with a reputation based on quality. Turn to them for residential, commercial, and industrial electrical service. Doesn't matter if it's new construction, homes, electrical panels, hot tubs, generators, or a commercial rewire. The Gen Service team is licensed, bond, and insured to put your electrical concerns at ease. For an electrical contractor with 25 years of service, give Gen Service a call at 740-438-7173. With over 30 years of experience, the smart people call on Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. Interior, exterior, commercial, or residential, Doug Peffer does it all. Is your house looking ug? Then call on Doug. Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and you'll receive a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. We are not Vegas, guys. We're just two guys from South Carolina. Making our picks. Doing what we love. That's it. No bunkum, no bullshit. We don't have credit cards at the day. We're not hanging out with Frella Mafia. Even though we wish we were. The Burger and Badass Show. Thursday night from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And Saturday morning from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Exclusively on WBLZ Sports. We got the balls. Danny, I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Are you going to get me the oh, ball? I'll get you the, get the ball. I want 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 the ball. I want
Sports. I hope he didn't kill somebody.